Hi there, I'm Birgit O'Connor, and welcome to the World of Watercolor Painting podcast. Now today we're going to be talking about when you're painting, are you fearless or fearful? Are you afraid of making mistakes? Are you tight and fussy? Or maybe it's just the particular style of painting that you want to do. Now that can apply to flowers, landscapes, or any subject matter. You might really enjoy being more botanical, using small brushes, and a little less water. But in this case, I'm trying to push you a little bit further, be bolder with your strokes, change the amount of pressure on your brush, and be a little more dynamic. Now, when working on the Fearless Flowers sequence of courses, what my goal is to start them out a little more dramatic, focus on your strokes, expand the size of your painting, and as you'll hear, some people get a little bit uncomfortable. Now, it can always be challenging, but that's part of the fun. Instead of being frustrated, you should think about how much you're learning and growing because you'll take those experiences and what you've learned and bring it into your next painting. Now let's get started and have some fun. Hello. So what did you think of that wild purple tulip? Wasn't that crazy? <laughs> I see Mary go shudder. Did you, was that a shudder, Mary? I think I was lost the first half, you know, not quite knowing why I was doing what I was doing. So it's definitely one of those projects one should consider doing twice because you figure it out by the end or two thirds of the way through. So, you know, it's interesting. So today we, this is our third meeting for today. And uh, one thing that we uh, on different classes. So one of the things I was thinking about, we had the waves and water and we had the lighthouses and uh, Sue knows because she's been with me through all of them. I wonder maybe Trish is here too. I'm going to take a peek. There she is. She was there. I saw you hiding there. So um, one, one of the things I was thinking about is, you know, my goal is to build your skills up slowly so you know how to do it, how to get a little, uh, how to deal with your brush, the amount of pressure on your brush, the amount of water that you're using, and so on. And that's the way that I've always taught. And then I started thinking, geez, you know, should I Instead of doing that, should I just kind of throw you in there <laughs> and you have no idea how you got there? So I thought about that, too. So it's interesting to hear what you had to say, Mary, because, um, you know, I was just thinking about that. So what do you think about having the warm up <laughs> exercises like I'm trying to I'm, I don't have much space around me right here. So what do you think about that? You know, warming up first. I think part of it was just the line drawing and knowing part. what part of the flower you're going to do what with. And I probably didn't study that up as much. And I'm being much more careful with the iris. Like, <laughs> you know, okay, which, which is a part of this leaf and what's in shadow, what's curled, what isn't. And I'm, I'm determined to know before I start putting in the shadows and whatnot. And I did not spend a lot of time on that first one doing that. Uh -huh. Well, you know, because see, here's the thing with the, the that purple one that we have, as you can see behind me, it, it doesn't have a lot of depth, you no. know, so we don't have a lot of depth in there. And that is problematic. So how do we work with that? We have to work more with the values. And it isn't like an obvious pretty little flower, you know, well, I mean, I'm saving that one to the to the end. 
<laughs> I'm saving the orange happy one to later after you've played with your strokes and worked on your values. And I see Frida shaking her head on that, like, ah, yeah. <laughs> so, and then when it comes to the, um, the purple iris that you'll be doing, if you want to do that, you know, you might be just totally tired of purple that you want to move into orange <laughs> or some other color. I totally understand that. That'll be up to you. But the idea with that is because I have seen so many people struggle with their strokes and usually people are in there with their tiny little brushes doing perfect little strokes and it's very nice and safe and that's not what I like to do. I like to push you. <laughs> so uh, I it, it teaches, it shows me a lot by seeing your paintings. And I can tell you where you're having problems, what you're doing, and uh, whether or not you're on track. Um, I, I There were many challenges. The strokes was the biggest. And I am bad about, it's like playing the piano. If you don't do your scales, you can't play the piece. Um, but I was really focusing on the challenge of the color because everything's purple. And so by using all the different, trying to layer it and make it look, look more interesting with the color, that are, that's very intriguing. But the strokes really at the end, because I was rushing and running out of time, definitely you could see this kind of frenzy. <laughs> Like exactly what you just said there, because how do you take this purple flower instead of just paint it purple and have it purple and white? How do you make it interesting, you know? And so first of all, that's by having that underlying color first, the wet into wet, using that as a foundation and then stacking color on top, not just purple. We're going to go ahead and vary it a bit. Yeah. So that was a really good observation there. Thank you. The biggest thing I had to remind myself because I did it twice. I got halfway through the first one and went, oh dear, I didn't remember to look to see very clearly. This is, so, and, and someone else had mentioned, this is the pedal and this, you know, this is going to stand, really taking the time to look at the, the structure of it and making sure every stroke and every piece of color you put down, you know what it is you're attaching it to. Because if you just go and go, okay, there's a purple, you know, stroke here you're it's gonna it, you're not gonna have the cohesion that you want um at the very end of it and so that was like okay toss this out okay remember you're doing botany here you really do need to know where your your petals are no you don't feel like that at all <laughs> no you know listening to you I loved it because I thought oh this is so fun for me because it's like taking what most people think about, you know, and their approach of having to know their subject, throwing that out the window. Really? And yes, absolutely throwing it out the window. And what we're looking for basically are shapes. You're looking for shapes, color, and value, period. And then working with your strokes. So no, I don't need to know where that pedal belongs. You know, like, I, honestly, I really don't. I, I Even when it, it came to a more complicated one where we're seeing a lot of different images, um, like, uh, let's see what I'm thinking about is like, there's a magnolia that we have in one of the fearless flowers one. I'm purposely giving you something challenging like this. Okay. And it's not that I want you to, I don't want you to think of it as a regular flower. That's why we're doing this, you know? Okay. 
And what's interesting with the magnolia, so with the magnolia, there's so much in the background and usually people, which we don't have in this one, because I'm giving you just really a few main projects to focus on because there's a lot involved in there. But with the magnolia, there's, um, uh, I've got one somewhere over there, but there's so much. And I, when I originally did it, I focused on all the small shapes. It was very comforting because there's lots of little stuff. And then thinking about trying to show that, try to teach that uh, within the time frame that I was trying to do it in an in-person workshop that I, I could only do so much and we would never get there. And then I started to eliminate some of that excessive detail or other. The problem people had too is they were going like, where does this pedal belong? Who cares? I don't care. <laughs> what we're going to think about is shapes, shapes and values, you know? And like I said, just listening to you, I think I'm achieving my goal. Maybe you're not comfortable, but I'm thrilled, you know, because what it is is taking you out of that little bit of comfort and forcing you. I know you're got to, you've got to be uncomfortable as you're doing this. You know? Oh yeah, a- absolutely. Because I'm used to doing much more um, exact. And that's what I'm wanting to learn from the class is exactly what you're teaching. So that tells me exactly what I need to do is just like throw the botany out the window and go with shapes. And nope. that's good. That even makes me happier. I love okay. that. I love that you're uncomfortable. <laughs> I honestly, really, what it is, it's like, I'm not trying to teach you more of what you already know. I'm trying to teach you something different. Yeah. And you can get a little more botany into the orange cactus when we get to that. You know, that'll make more sense. Anybody, you can see how happy I am. (laughs) What really got to me was the different lines. The lines just overloaded my circuits. And I had to say to myself, just remember to do your values and do different strokes. And once I got that through my head, it became a little easier for me. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that was the real challenging part of trying to teach this particular painting too, because I thought, geez, there's so many lines. How Mm -hmm. do I give you a line drawing that you can possibly see? And I think that's why we have the, don't we have the colorized version in this? You do, you do. Just to help you a little bit, because I'm taking you down my journey, you know, Mm -hmm. on how I did it. And we get such a dramatic flower because, you know, um, instead of us getting fussy, we are forced. You get frustrated and you're ready to just kind of like force yourself, like, fine, I'll just put that stroke down. And it's exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. I felt more comfortable because I've taken your other courses. and. I wasn't so overwhelmed with the purple, number one. It's a the lot. purple was a very hard color to, for me to do different values in. And um, it, was, it was a challenge, but I, somehow I got through it. <laughs> well, you know, what's, I've, I've mentioned this to you before, is like mm-hmm. blues are uh, challenging to me. It's mm-hmm. like, I can do skies, I can do things like that, I can do water, but a blue flower, I'll start and stop. I just can't do it. You know, it's not something that resonates with me. It doesn't uplift me. Mm-hmm. So I know that you have, everybody's been challenged, you yeah. know, and 
just be grateful that I didn't give you red and yellow. (laughs) That's coming later in another class. And some other people can get I have had that when I have done in-person work uh, workshops and with the red and the yellow, I know that it can, it'll stimulate you. It's not necessarily pleasant because it'll agitate you. Some people will, will get headaches, especially for this kind of workshop, you have an opportunity to start it and then walk away. But if we're doing a, a limited day workshop, you're right on top of it. It's too much, you know. So not only are you learning technique and strokes, what you're also learning about is how the color that you're working on is going to stimulate you. Mm-hmm. It's like either going to please you or it's going to make you think, feel happy. It's going to make you feel sad, mad. You know, I think we did that in our first meeting. Think yeah. about colors yeah so again i'm thrilled (laughs) (laughs) oh it was fun i enjoyed it oh good good so when i look at your strokes here i like the use of your color and i think that you've probably gotten really um you know you're using your arm which it looks like you're using your uh you're being free with it which is great and the other thing I'm thinking is you're standing and you're trying to get that stroke in there. It might be a little more of, a, a, you know, a little um, not as refined. I think if you want to refine it, then I would be personally, I would be sitting down and looking at all the lines that you have there. And then uh, just sitting down is going to make you more stable and then you can rest your arm or elbow on there and then you can come up and and clean it up it's going to make it more dynamic if you do that it's just cleaning some edges up and this is a good example one of the good examples here you can see that there's a variation in the stroke they're not all the same size they're also a, a good use of water in here so we've got some variations and I don't think you overdid it with the smaller brush. You have a nice uh, variation. This is a nice wide area right here. Good use of color, good use of water there. And let's see, the other thing I'm looking for here. Yes. All right. So you did have that under painting where you did the wet into wet first, which I think really helps. It really does help because if we look at this compared to this, this still works beautifully. I'm just looking for an area to compare it to. You can see that that's pretty stark in comparison to this. Or if I really want to pop this out and really show it off, then I would go ahead and consider maybe adding a little more of a, I might go right in there. This pulls forward, that pushes back. I wrote in that I was really disappointed in not being patient enough to test out my color before applying it as my shadow. Hmm. And so I felt like it was a really brownish shadow, Um, but it was staining. I couldn't lift it and I couldn't soften that upper edge. So I just left it. And then when you were talking about, I love your idea of popping that one area out by putting a shadow in there mm-hmm. well I guess I'd have to kind of stick with that same shadow color that I've already used correct you know it doesn't look bad I mean did you use the French uh, uh, that's probably something I like it you know is that okay. the French ultramarine blue burnt sienna blend or well you know it was just what was on my palette it was the yellow I had used in the pistol and then it was a 
a mix of the purples. I, so I really couldn't tell you what it was. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you can see what I'm doing right here, right? So yeah. how that pops forward. Yeah, I like that idea. And if you really want to make that, you could even go a little bit darker there, lighter there. I think your shadow works well. And why it probably bothered bothered you was because you really didn't have it anywhere else in the painting. What we want is freedom and color and strokes and drama in here. You know, mm -hmm. we want to be fearless. It really forces you to push out of your comfort zone. And then beautiful strokes down here. We start to get a bit more depth in there. So you did a great job. Thanks. I kind of got lost with the lines at the center bottom there of the pistol, like not knowing really what was what. <laughs> so I, Take it up as you go. <laughs> I had a blast doing it, though. I, I really had fun. You know, I'm so glad and thank you. And to, to tell you the truth, that's exactly what I do. I make it up as I go. I think, okay, that's a shape. I don't want, I don't really want to get caught up. Then I have to think too much that I've lost my creativity and then it doesn't make me as happy. So yeah, yeah. I figure you'd straighten me out once I submitted it. <laughs> You're great. You did great. Thank you. You're welcome. And then this is in progress right here. You've got a great start here. Don't, don't get too frustrated. Remember, this is all about working with the strokes. If you create a great painting, awesome. If you don't, that's okay too. But what I really want is for you to work with your color and clarity. Okay, so if we go a little darker in some spots, it's going to make it more dynamic. And if we get a little shadow over here, that's going to curl that over. If we go down here, then that's going to push that back. If we add a little bit of a shadow over here, I know to me that feels counterintuitive, but uh, I needed to have a bit more. I, I wanted it to stand out in a certain way. So that's when I added the shadow back there. So then that'll pop forward. You can add a few details down here and you can get a few more strokes, a smaller size brush there, and then just continue with this and you can not, I don't want you to compare your painting to anybody else's, anyone. What I want you to do is use those ideas and how you could apply that into your own painting. So look at what you could do. I think the challenge that you might've had here is when we have, when we keep adding color and we lay it in on top of each other, it pushes out to the edge and we can get a harder edge of a ring of, of color out there. So that might've been uh, a potential problem, but you handled that very, very well. And your greens work beautifully in here. I also like that little bit right in here too. That was exactly my problem on that, by the way. The, uh, the color pushing out to the edge. Yeah. And I was going to ask actually, because yeah, when you start getting all that color in there, I had problems with those edges looking as clean as I wanted them to look. And so, yeah, you get that double banded look. And I was going to ask, do you go back and specifically go through and try to clean those edges up or do you leave them? I usually, so I don't usually go back in and try to clean them up. I mean, I don't usually uh, need to do that, but why, how I handle that is if I have something that's overlapping, then what I would do here is consider going in dark. So it looks like 
you, you know, what's happening is the previous layer is also lifting and it's pushing out to the edge. But yeah, I can see where the dark there would have helped a whole bunch. Yeah. So if we go through here, I would usually take, that's what the shadows really help me with. So if I go a little darker and then like even pull it down a little bit more. Because I got into painting it and then realized I was painting and not actually looking at my reference. I was just in it and got lost. Uh-huh. Well, that's interesting too, you know, so, uh, because like actually where we're, where I'm at, what I usually do now is that I really don't, I barely look at the reference photo. I have it over there, but, and I'm doing something else, but the technique is different. If I'm doing something like this, just to have a better idea where I'm at, I'm pointing to where I'm working and then I'm working on it. But you really did get the idea of sweeping that stroke. Your strokes look good. Your color mingling look good. So that's how I, would, I think you did an excellent job, you know, and if I needed to clean it up, you could try, you know, to lift color out or with a, a different brush. But usually I go in with my darker color to clean up those edges. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, yeah. In fact, that's how the left side, that complete left side ended up with such a dark underneath um that yes right there that's exactly how I ended up having to clean that because I had a bad bleed episode there and I was like mm -hmm. okay I'm just gonna put a big shadow in there mm -hmm. yeah I would just do the same thing over here it's gonna make it stronger and even more dynamic okay yeah thanks oh you're welcome you did a great job I mean, it's going to be personal. That's what I would do. But if you really love it as is, you don't have to do it. But I want you to live with it. And if it doesn't feel right to you, then don't do it. But uh, those are the things that I would be asking myself. Do I want it to be stronger? Do I want it to be more dynamic? Congratulations, everybody. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And if you're interested in any of my online courses, you'll find a link in the show notes. Now, if you have ideas, suggestions, or if you'd like to be a guest on my channel, let me know. And you can also follow me on Instagram under Birgit O'Connor Watercolors. So until next time, have fun and happy painting.